the Beer with Friends podcast is pre-recorded in the D2R studios. Is it intended for an audience of 21 and older? Please drink responsibly and stay hydrated. Let's open first. Yeah. What should we open first? Are we drinking everything on this table right no, now? No, there's excited. no way. There's no way. I will be sleeping at your house. Okay. Probably for the rest of my life because I would be in trouble for not coming home tonight. You're with a dude, though. <laughs> not like gay, but like, you know, with a dude. Right. Not like you're standing out of a chick's house. True. Very true. We got to need to make a decision, guys. Uh, Is anybody voting for anything else? Any, meeny, miny, bottom. Put those two in the middle because those are going. Well, yeah, which ones are? So this is what we're for sure doing. We'll put that one away. This one's put away? Yeah, he yeah. said we'll drink it later. Yeah, drink that on another show. We can mention him. Uh, we will probably be getting a phone call from Mr. Mr. Tubbs. Okay, no more stouts then. He's put here. these other, or not Tubbs, uh, uh, Manny, Mr. Manny. Um, put this one away. Put this one away. So these keepers, like here? Those are, that's his, so oh, that's, that's up to him. him. I might drink this tonight when I get home. <laughs> Jesus. He brought all this crazy shit. Any of these? I think that Saison should go in there. Put that one. That, oh, that sounds good. You want this one in here? Yeah, and then we'll need another. Why don't we just open this IPA just to get it started? This giant can. A wild brown ale. That sounds good. Yeah, I can save that for next time, too. So. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. I'm not drinking one of those by myself. <laughs> I got two other guard bottles at home, so I'll make sure to Once again, don't be shy on this one with the uh, ginormous 32-ounce can. So big. Wrap your hands around that crowler. I'm trying. Oh, it looks like a fun episode. Feels like Kyle Drogo. <laughs> <laughs> it's got kind of a Game of Thrones slash uh, Hobbit kind of motif around the outside. Uh, a lot of their beers are kind of like Viking and... Uh, you know, that kind of medieval inspired when you look at the names of some of their beers and like the design elements. This Saturday, um, they're going to have a barrel aged red uh, release. Where's this brewery at? Uh, Imperial Oak is in Willow Springs. Willow Springs, Illinois. Guess I need some directional somewhere that's that I'm not familiar with. Uh, south. Uh, 294? 290? 290, 294, yep. Uh, so south of 88? Yes. So, very uh, West Coasty. It's a cruise. It's a cruise. It's a cruise. Want to get there, especially during traffic. Yeah, I had that fun Friday coming back from Louisville, hitting the nice traffic on eighty. Mm, gross. Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad the other night. Partially the reason why we didn't podcast. Uh, 24 hours ago so yeah not a good story not what I was uh, expecting to happen we still would have been drinking this beer though so but uh, crank it dank crank it dank west coast IPA from Imperial Oak Brewing 7 percenter ah. so there we go I just like the look and the feel of the crawler in your on the table and in your hand and yeah, that's a cool looking crawler. There's most breweries are kind of you know bland. Plain. This one's kind of this one's cool. 
Is that a heat shrink? I believe it is a heat shrink. So, but uh, it's the same heat shrink on all their cans. It's a sticker, just a little round sticker that designates what beer is in the can. So, good enough. Yeah, kind of like that. It's not handwritten on like a lot of them, where it's kind of half hard to read what's physically in the can. You know. Some of them, they just slap that, slap what it is on so fast. The only first people that usually know are the ones that were there to get it filled. So, yeah, good thing you didn't buy a whole ton of them from those kind of breweries because then you you buy like four of them and then you try to have to figure out what in the world which one is and right. Well, when my wife um, went to get this for me yesterday. Uh, she was a little concerned because she knows my buying habits. And her first question was, are you going to pay for it ahead of time over the phone? Because I don't, have, I don't know how much cash I have with me and blah, blah, blah. I said, you're only going to be bringing two beers back because you'll be back there in a month. And, uh, you know, depending on how good it is or not good it is, you know, I may have you stop every time you go. So is this where your wife's having her work done is in towards there? Yeah, she's having some uh, tattoo work done. Nice. So um, took a little longer than expected yesterday, but uh, the work was definitely worth the payoff was definitely worth the wait. I oh, mean, what work is she getting done? Tattoo work. I know, but what? What did you say? A half sleeve or full a sleeve? Full sleeve. She's gonna have full sleeve done. Matter of wow. fact, I will show you. If you've seen my Instagram feed, you've seen the picture already, but that's what she got done yesterday. Hot damn. All black and gray. Uh, it's getting kind of a Let me see. horror slash Victorian uh, black and gray nice tattoo. Beaver. No, that's a wolf. Oh. It's not a beaver. Is it a dire wolf? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's more, a more of a werewolf, but I'm, I'm going with uh, <laughs> the Game of Thrones theme. So Anyway, let's get started. Welcome to the Beer with Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, the Beer Father, back for another fun-filled adventure in craft beer drinking. It's true, there's four of us here tonight, and I guess if you want me to do it that way, I'll Name everybody is for the South Park characters. I'll be Eric. Ooh. And uh guess that leaves me is Carmen, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm Eric Carmen. I'll always be Eric. Uh sitting across from me, of course, would be Stan, uh our producer extraordinaire Ryan the Beer Ninja. Back as always and mumbling when he feels like it is uh our very own Kenny. A.K. Bone Feast. <laughs> Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. And then across from me, not because he's Jewish, but just because he's the one that features least in the episodes, he is our good friend Kyle, A.K. Tubby. Matt Tubby's here. What's up? Mike the Tank, baby. Yeah. Once again, no Chuck, no... Chad. 
They're Chad. starting to become Corey status. Who? Chad <laughs> is still in Japan. Wow. So Learning about nukes. He'll be home in roughly 24 hours. It's Just under 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really long play ride. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and... Uh, He'll be, uh, I'm sure, pretty pretty jet-lagged. He has dropped out of the Beer Friends Podcast uh, Fantasy Football League because he says he was not going to be able to make the draft and uh, be cognizant of what he was doing. So we have some new members of the Beer Friends Podcast Fantasy Football League this year. Uh, one, I'm, I'm not one of them. No, you're not. And I didn't invite you because you told me yourself that you don't care about football. So. <laughs> no, don't give tiles. I invited the other two people in the room. Guess what? They both said no. <laughs> really? yeah, I'm, I'm in your boat. I don't, I don't really watch football. Yeah, no. Neither does he. I told him I don't know how to play it. So uh, you're not going to get too far with football talk tonight. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna get it out there real quick. Kaepernick. Uh, from the show, a previous guest on the show, uh, John Farmer is now in the Beer with Friends podcast for Bully. And uh, soon to be on the show, which we'll probably talk to him about being in the football league, and he'll be here when we drink the um, spoils of the uh, the winnings this year again, um, will be uh, Jason O, who uh, you, t- you guys talked to at uh, ah. Great Taste. Yeah. So he's now part of the league, and uh, he will be on the show soon in the next few weeks to talk about fantasy for, to talk about football and beer. So I think you guys, I think I know what you guys are talking about. Jason O. Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Good dude. So. Well, we're gonna play the interview in a little bit. Oh boy. Very good. We got I'm glad. three interviews from the great taste. From the great taste. Yeah, we should be getting a call from Manny at some point tonight. Um, to talk about his interviewing um, capabilities, his uh, chops, as you would call it, that he uh, took care of for me in my absence at the Great Taste this year, which I appreciate and that, told him so the other day. That was in the Ardea line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple interviews in that uh, that line. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a short line. It was a short line? <laughs> no. To the short bus? <laughs> short line to the short bus, maybe. Oh, guys. Oh, did you send an email? I did send an email. I just thought of it. Sorry, I've been a little busy. So like I said, this was a uh, bring back from the uh, brewery right next door to Dark Water Studios where my wife is getting a tattoo done. My wife. So, so far I'm impressed with their work. And this beer is not too bad. It's definitely West Coasty. Um, I'm probably going to try one of their regular Crank It. Uh, IPAs, all their all their IPAs are called Crank It Something. Okay. So they have different hop combinations. This one was called Crank It Dank. They have a Crank It Red, which was an Imperial Red IPA. Um, so just different different plays off of all the all the IPs are Crank It Something. Um, but the fact that it was a West Coast IPA in the Midwest sounded decent to me. You know, something. Yeah, believe it or not, that's kind of a rare thing these uh-huh, days. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely very... I, I'm not sure what hops are in here. I guess I could uh, lean on the uh, the brewer in the room. Can you tell just by the smell? Can you tell by the smell? Nah, not this guy. They're definitely real tropical, almost... Like bubblegum, fruity. It's probably a mess of hops. hops yeah. Hops du jour. 
I don't think it says up here. No, it says name. It's got good, not not full on pine. You know, not uh, not spruce tip enduring pine, but definitely uh, it's got some bite to it. Mm-hmm. So, for the first beer from them, I'm not uh, not disappointed at all. I'd give this definitely a solid four. Um, Same boat. If it maybe had a uh, uh, hop singled out, you know, I, I'm okay with blends, but um, sometimes when the hops are singled out, it gives it makes me give it a little bit better rating. Just because you taste that flavor and you know where it's coming from, so uh, I give it three seven five. Salad beer. I'm a concur. Not bad. I did not find out how much their crawlers were. If anybody was curious, I can't imagine they were super expensive. That whole box, I'm sure. Probably, yeah. This one coming in at seven percent. It wasn't like I was paying a. High ABV tax, you know, a little higher than normal, um, but uh, definitely not the uh, the highest of uh, ABVs. They did have a double there that I thought about grabbing, but uh, based on what's sitting on the table, I'm kind of glad we didn't <laughs> grab the double. So this should be good for now. Which one is this? Crank it West Coast. Crank it Dank West Coast IPA. D A N K Dank. Short for Danka, as in thank you. Crank it, thank you. For making a good beer. So how's everybody been? Peachy. Peachy? Busy. Yeah. Jesus. I saw you had a momentous occasion a couple nights ago that you uh, pulled out a special bottle for. A little anniversary celebration. Oh, right, yeah. So (coughs) on our trip to Michigan... uh, I happened to bring a bottle of Shrams just to drink with my wife at the time, and um, she ended up loving it. So we ran to the store and bought another one. I'm like, well, we'll save this for our anniversary. So our anniversary was Tuesday. Uh, so we cracked open a Shrams Blackberry, and pretty good. Now, did either of you have any mead at the Great Taste this year, Ryan or Dustin? Not that I remember. Not that you remember? <laughs> Shrams isn't at. So. I don't think Shrams was at the Great Taste, but there's some other meaderies that yeah. are there every year. Um, if Shrams were there, I could imagine they would have the longest line um, ever. Um, what's the other big one in Michigan that always seems to do a, a real good um, as far as bottling? I know there's one other big one. You talking bee nectar? Or not bee nectar, but there's another. Mm-hmm. I see it traded a lot on like drama free, and I'm not huge into meads. I mean, bee nectar. In a bottle is probably the only experience I have with meads. I, like I said, I've had some other meads from like Dragon Mead when we've gone to the Great Taste, and uh, there's a couple of other ones, but uh, not not. There's another one that I can't can't remember. Put my finger on. Yeah, I, I don't really follow meads all that much. I know Shrams. I've had a few different Shrams. <clears throat> gotcha. Three. I, mean, I wasn't geez. sure if you dove into them a lot or if it was just kind of an every once in a while kind of thing. No, that shit gets you drunk too fast. <laughs> and it's expensive. Yes, it's very expensive. A little, Our little 375 I think was 23 bucks oh or something like that. So. The only meat I know is Ron Sweet Mead. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And that'll get you drunk too. <laughs> Ron yeah. Sweet Mead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a... Ron's Legendary? Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, he a home brewer. He made yeah. some really oh. good mead. Two-year-old age mead we had up at the Everett's Tasting back yeah. in March, I think some it was. Wasted. That's why I lost my ring, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. It's good, though. Yeah, Rod, Rod's good people, though. He's a real smart ass like the rest of yeah. us. It's he was has a great taste. We did see him. I'd be uh, interested to do some more meads on the show that... I mean, it's always good to talk about more commercial ones that people have more access to, but it would be neat to try some that uh, maybe come from Michigan. I know it's turning into, like, the mead state, you know, for a lot of people. It's... <laughs> you backed away like it wasn't going to show up on the microphone, and it did. Do I have an off switch? No, next time give me a, like... A finger with like three <laughs> seconds afterwards, then do it. I'll get you turned down. Can we cut that out? No, I don't edit. <laughs> Sorry, it's too difficult. If I use your name, we should uh, open another beer. Definitely. I was trying to do that like five minutes ago. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I well, took I, a while to drink I the first one. I wanted you to go ding, 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 ding. Mm. Mm. Something darker. What was this? Uh, it's from like, the one country. Oh, licorice. It's supposed to be good. I don't know, Ryan. Pick one. <laughs> I'll put you in charge. Scared? That's a that's a saison, so it's not Cezanne. dark. Yeah. Is this? That's an IPA. All right, let's just do it. Is this dark? Yes. Do that. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, when I was down at Louisville, I happened to stop a few places too down there. Did some drinking. It's kind of nice. Somewhere new. Uh, like on the way down, I stopped at the Steel's new place. Uh, pretty nice place there. In Bloomington? Yeah. Pretty easy to get to from here. Just straight shot down 39, pretty much. Um, yeah, in Louisville, uh, went to the Holy Grail. I guess it's a, a church they converted into a bar. Okay. So that was kind of cool. Uh, went by Sergio's World Beers. I've been there before. Cool place. Really expensive there, but I had a couple beers on draft there, and I went to this brewery called Hosopple, I think it is. They make, like, juicy IPAs and stuff, so it was, that was good. Um, went to Monic Beer Company. Their beer was just okay. And, yeah, that was pretty much it. Drank in my hotel room, too. Uh, Speaking of Kentucky, um, this is a barrel-aged beer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Way to jump right into it. Holy cow. <sighs> There's only three on the table. It's like paint there. Four on the table. Three on the table. BBA Doppelbach. Yeah, this is uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company, uh, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Whiskinator. Whiskator. Whiskator. Yeah. Whiskator. This is the two- 2016 barrel aged Doppelbach. Very dark. These kind of beers are going to be uh, the hot ticket in the next few weeks. Uh, we're just. A stone's throw away from September, so don't be surprised if you see a lot of uh, Oktoberfest beers out there. You know, I think I'm going to get Fest beers around this year just to try some again. Just, yeah. Uh, I normally have some pumpkin beers each year. There's a couple that I like to get, uh, but maybe try some Oktoberfest beers. It's been a few years. Maybe I'll find one that's actually decent. I kind of hold off on, on pumpkin beers until October, and I try to drink as many... Uh, Oktoberfest, true Oktoberfest beers in uh, September as I physically can. 
Yeah, like uh, try to pick up a different six pack every weekend at least. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely drink Pumpkin at some point. I normally buy a bomber that and drink it. And then uh, I had a guy from California send me a bottle logic picture, if you will. It's a barrel aged pumpkin, and that one was really good. So I I think that's going to be my trick or treating beer this year. Nice. So. There's uh, another good one uh, that I'm looking forward to pumpkin wise. Uh, uh, New Belgium's. Uh, Voodoo Ranger series. Um, they're doing a pumpkin beer with chili peppers. So, uh, looking forward to trying that. I just read about that the other day. It sounds sounds kind of tasty. Something different. So, um, speaking of what has just happened recently, uh, solar eclipse. Did anybody stand outside and watch it? No, but my work gave us glasses and stuff. I mean, it wasn't really too visible. Right, it was pretty cloudy yeah. here. Didn't yeah, it didn't really get that dark or anything. So I mean, it was kind of cool. They provided the glasses for us. You know, we went looked at the windows facing kind of eastward, looked up, and reminded me a lot of when there was eclipse. I think I was in like second grade or something like that. Right, it was the last time that that happened around here. But. We'll probably get about just as good of you, maybe a little less where we're at right now in about seven years because it's going to go from Texas to New York. Um, but uh, <clears throat> something to plan for. Uh, if you missed it. Yeah, that one won't be as big of a deal, though. This one was the big deal because it was coast to coast. Right, yeah. right. Um, there were a lot of breweries that did special beers for the Eclipse. I didn't even think about that. Or I saw uh, Treehouse on the uh, bottom of their cans this week. On the bright cans, they put, like, no solar eclipse glasses needed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, you know, all, like I said, from coast to coast... Uh, Oregon, Tennessee, Carolinas, uh, even Big Beer in St. Louis decided they would brew something uh, in that area. Not that I'll say what they brewed, but... Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, friends of ours, uh, Mr. Mr. Corey himself, Mr. Uh, Phantom, he, uh, he pulled out a 50-50 Eclipse. To nice. celebrate the occasion uh, Monday night. I think that might have been the best one that you probably could have got. Yeah. I would say. So it was uh, a couple of years, couple of years old. I think uh, he's been holding on to it for a while, but uh, uh, that's just some of the ways that people celebrated. I know John Farmer who has been on the show before. He was down in the Carbondale area, where on some, purpose or he or the eclipse? his. His son went to school down there and now lives in the area. So Lukey's? Yeah, so he went to college there, and they were able to stay at his place, and <clears throat> they watched it right there where it had the full two minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. So one of the things I sent you a link for is uh, we had talked about it previously with talking about Ozzy Osbourne. He played Moonstock Festival was this last weekend. They had all these great... Um, rock bands there and on Monday the only person that performed was Ozzy Osbourne and his set started at 120 with Bark at the Moon literally started at 120 and as as you can see in the picture here Ryan's playing the video it is sunny as sunny can be and they were worried the whole day because it had been partly cloudy all day and right before the full eclipse was supposed to take place the clouds broke like almost perfectly so it's sunny as sunny can be is he able to be in the sun ozzy (laughs) yeah yeah he's not a vampire okay i wasn't sure i thought maybe he would melt no no he's not made of wax either 
See, oh, don't look at it, guys. You're going to go blind. <laughs> yeah, he did it real quick. This is obviously somebody in the crowd. Yeah. But they timed the song perfectly so that by the end of this first verse, at the beginning of the first chorus, the black happens. Oh, wow. And then as yeah, the song dark. is ending, you can tell it's getting darker. but it turns black. Like, you see what it's like now. Yeah. It turns black, black. And then as the song ends, the sun comes back out. I mean, it was the cra- it's a crazy thing that you can look it up yourself uh, wow. on YouTube. But the, the drastic change of weather, and the guy was smart. He put the little filter on his phone so you could look up at the eclipse and everything. Um, they said over 10,000 people were there at that part of the concert, so... It's about what I expect for an Ozzy Osbourne concert here. Yeah, well, it's on a Monday, so. too. It's on a Monday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Although no, I don't people. I meant singing, or Jesus pretty much oh, like yeah. mumbling, except for Bark at the Moon. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Mm-hmm. So we're at full black, and there's a perfect there circle. Zoom in, the, in on that Yeah, shit. in the middle of the... Uh, Eclipse, man, it's just craziness. That's awesome. So I, I wish we could have seen it here. Yeah, yeah, it was cloudy. That was my nap time too for for work. So my at work. Uh, huh? Nap time at work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get nap time <laughs> at my union job. Get, get milk and cookies. <laughs> my daughter got to go out and watch it um, for her sixth grade class. Wow, look um, how dark it is. My son was. Not so lucky. <laughs> so, um, and my wife did see it. She walked outside during work and had a pair of glasses borrowed from somebody. But, like I said, around here it was so cloud covered. You could see it, but not very well. Yeah, I didn't see shit. I saw clouds. I saw it at about seventy-five percent. That ninety, that ninety's about as best as I got around here. Right. So, kind of a cool occurrence. Like I said, seven years from now there'll be another one. Not as, not as big, but. Uh, Bless you. Definitely be Thanks. through this area. Carbondale's the, the, the access point. point. Isn't that like weird? Like, the last two, they have yeah. that one too. So so that'll be the spot. Right. There's nothing else down there, though. That's the thing. You got Big Money Brewing Company. <laughs> College chicks. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Not too far from St. Scratch. St. Louis isn't that far away either. So. Yeah. Scratch? Yeah. Uh, they're in like Ava, Illinois. Apparently, people talk about their beers. I think they kind of do more... I don't know, it's hard to describe their beers, but I listened to, like, a beerist where they were doing their beers on one episode, and it sounded interesting. I tried to map it out on my way back from Kentucky. It was way the hell out of the way, so I did Do you ever want to listen to the most technically sound beer podcast in the world where they just totally use over-indulgent, descriptive words and dissect every little flavor and nuance of every beer on the planet, that's the podcast to listen to. Yeah, Which one? The Beerist. The Beerist? The Beerist. B-E-R-I-S-T. They uh, they spend the whole time... I mean, they do have a little bit of shenanigans back and forth. They shit on each other a little bit. And it tends to uh, lean heavily towards the end of the episode when they've been drinking a while. But... Uh, they are the descriptive people. That's their whole their whole goal is to pull out every little flavor and nuance of every beer. Yeah, food pairings, all that. Yeah, stuff, you know, they so. they smell it and they give the visual on it, and then they said, "Okay, let's taste it." You know, they 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 every beer has a has a three part three step process. Wow, 
Who has time for that? It's kind of like ABV Chicago, too, though. If you've ever listened to their podcast, they're good guys. I don't think guys. I've ever listened to them. I met them at Fobab last year. It's just two guys. They're, uh, they're both teachers. Um, so they're really active during the summer when they're, you know, not in school. But uh, here we go. The sun's back out at the end of the song, so... I, I listen to the Beer Temple one, but I don't. I don't listen to ABV Chicago. I should put that in the rotation. They've got some. Uh, they've got some really good interviews. They uh, sat down for almost two hours with Mike at microphone. Oh. Uh, they were up at uh, recently. They were up at um, uh, what's the one in Michigan that used to be in Chicago? Transient. Transient. They went up to the brewery at Transient and had a full episode talking to the brewer there and drank a lot of his stuff. So they've gotten some good ones over the summer when they've had time uh, away from school. So, But uh, those are good guys, too. You guys ever gotten a brewery to send you beer for the podcast? Not yet. Um, Did you have to pay for your stuff? Well, we had... uh, Who's the local guy? He's not the only one off-kilter. He's the only one that's really He's been in studio and brought beer. Well, I've seen him out of studio and he handed me stuff specifically for for this, but that's about it. I mean, it's... You should send a letter to Jay Wickfield. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) It would be really cool if... Just reach reach high, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, as much as we drink microphone, we should be on a... Well, we've got shipping a, list or something. We've I mean. gotten to interview him at uh, the Great Taste, which is close as we've we've gotten yeah. with him. I mean, he gave us a good you know five six minutes. He's been outside his house. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's oh, his window. <laughs> I don't know if you want to admit that. And uh, <laughs> I was joking, but jerk off while he's brewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why those New England IPAs are hazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that. Uh, New Imperial Bean Spirit is going to be vanilla. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, major floaties in it too. Is that how the sweet cream got into the beer at Great so Taste? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the condensed—it was your condensed milk that made it into <laughs> the bean spirit. It's, it's actually said on there, boners sweetened or condensed <laughs> milk. <laughs> that beer was interesting. Yeah, I was a little let down. At the Great Taste on his beard. Well, you've got some audio from the Great Taste since we're bringing it up again. No pressure. You want to play it? Yeah, I want to hear it. You want to hear some of the interviews? Let me see if I can find them here. I got them somewhere. What beer's next? I don't know if I can finish this, guys. I didn't. I have to try to go one ounce. Let's pour another beer, and then I'll play uh, one. Is our our bucket gone? The bucket's gone because we're... uh, I didn't think we would need it. We haven't needed it in a while. It's not that it's bad. It's just it's just so hot. It's, it's too po- much. Yeah, it's pretty potent. It's it's so hot. <laughs> this last one we had. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I thought fun. it was good. Yeah, it's decent. It's definitely a sipper though, and I don't know why the hell they put that in bombers. Really There's no way I'd be able to drink a bomber that myself. It would take me three hours. It's, what do you guys want to do? It's this? gross. Yeah, let's open up that one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's no, one of my favorite ones for my uh, microphone. So. At this Uh-oh. rate, with the uh, with the big beers that are on the table, it would be a three-hour episode. It's definitely sipper sipper territory on a couple of those beers. All right, we're gonna Holy pass cow. around the poetic hustler, and here is the first interview on the Great Taste with Manny. 
We're here at the 2017 Great Taste of the Midwest. This is my first, this is Manuel, my first uh, Great Taste. And I'm here with... My name's uh, Robert Gorman. And uh, how many times have you been to the Great Taste? This is my fifth year. Okay. What uh, what have been the highlights so far from this festival? Well, uh, I'm digging the Haymarket booth. They got Claire's Thirsty and nobody's in line for it. So I've been back there a few times. Morning Delight's good. Uh, I'm in line for our day right now, so I'm pretty pumped to try that. Okay. I'm also in line for that, and it'll be my first time having it. So I'm very excited. Um, any other beers that you're hoping to taste before the end of the festival? I'm going to try and run over to Goose and try that Prop 14. Uh, I know they got Rare coming up on tap, too, but I might miss that. But it's on right now, pretty pumped. Oh, it is Rare's on yep. right now, but yep. that's all right. Maybe we'll get over there in time for Prop. Okay. So Rare and, right, and well, Ardea were enjoy on the same festival. time. Right on. Cheers. And we had both. Did we? Yes, yeah, you guys <laughs> didn't have Claire's Thirsty when you were at Fobab? That was me. I wasn't at Fobab. I think he's talking to you, Eric. What's that? I'm sorry. You didn't have Claire's Thirsty when you were at Fobab? No, I didn't even know Man, about it. Still. Yeah, it's like it's baby backyard. I would expect it to taste similar to that uh, hailstorm there. Gotcha. Yeah, that was not one uh, Not one that I had had uh, while I was there. Uh, speaking of Fobab, uh, this is a good transition. Um, yeah, what the you fuck? were at the afternoon session last year? Yeah, Saturday afternoon. And this year, they're doing the same three sessions. Um, was there a week time between imbibe members and general admission? Yep. And they raised the price $25. I'm trying to figure out why the hell Okay, that. I thought so too, because I couldn't figure out. I was like, there's no way that we paid that last year. No, it was sixty dollars. It was sixty dollars last year, and now it's eighty-five dollars. Yeah. So you get the you got to pay twenty-five more dollars to be nuts to butts with everybody in the festival. Well, <laughs> I would hope that if it's truly that expensive, as it's going to be, that they, they would have a better cap on it, or at least spread out the 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 distribution. Because from what I've been told, the biggest problem is is that. Ninety percent of the volunteers go to the Saturday night session. Yeah, because they either pour Friday night or Saturday right. afternoon. Right. So, I was at the Saturday night session and it was insane packed. And I heard Saturday afternoon wasn't really that much better. No, like literally, it was nuts to butts everywhere. everywhere. I went over to the sour room for a while just to get the hell just away to breathe. From yeah. yeah, I know the feeling. So, so you're saying don't go to. Well, if you become an imbibe member, Friday is the day to go because that's that's imbibe members only, correct? No, no. Uh, Early imbibe gets an hour on Friday, but okay. Apparently, that Friday is like their big comp night too. So, So you know, kind of like they're letting their VIPs and whatever. Gotcha. And it costs fifty bucks to get it imbibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the only thing is like. If there's certain beers you're going after, more than likely they're going to tap during that hour session beforehand. So I'm, I had fun last year, even though, yeah, it was really hot, really crowded. But there was a VIP session for the afternoon one on Saturday, too, wasn't there? Yeah. And you still were able to get, I mean, was there anything that was tapped when you walked in the door? Yeah, pretty much any of the Jester King, the Duck Duck Goose was gone, um... So maybe Saturday night is still the ticket, even though... That's what most of... people shoot for, because it's like... 
you everybody gets a fair shot if you're not an imbibe member. Yeah, so you know, if you want to line up two hours early to be closer in line to try to get your stuff, you know, so be it. But yeah, we didn't do that route. Uh, not that it took forever to get in. I think I can't remember for sure what the exact time start was. I want to say it was six o'clock. Uh, what was your what was the afternoon? One session? to five. I One think to five. Got in the door around. Yeah, so I think two, I want to say I think the six o'clock is when. Uh, then the second session started. It was from six to ten, and uh, there was no VIP for that last session, so they didn't have to worry about that. But um, we didn't get there until five thirty, and we were in by six fifteen. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that bad. Um, Maybe they started letting people in early because I think that hour is just to get people out from the previous time because of right. And there weren't a whole lot of people that checked coats and stuff, at least for the the nighttime session. Everybody was seemed like in line seemed like a, a seasoned veteran. They were wearing, you know, uh, thermal fleeces that they could tuck into their backpacks that they were carrying, you know, and so on and so forth. Because everybody was more worried about just getting into the festival itself. So yeah, I won't be able to go this year. I'll be out in New Jersey when it's going on, but uh, hopefully they move it to a bigger venue. Eighty-five dollars, though. Yeah, I mean it's kind of, kind of getting up there, you know. I mean, it'd be different I mean? if you don't even get anything out of it. Yeah, if you got a T-shirt or something out of it, I could see it, because that's what it's almost like VIP prices for most festivals. Yeah. Without with it being the same price for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Oh, speaking of that, I got the clearance for my wife I could do Screw City this year so I'll have to try to look for a VIP ticket to join you guys uh, oh boy I got one for sale over here really because you haven't even paid me for it <laughs> all you gotta do is pay Eric and you got it alright <laughs> I don't know I would... you might have to work I d- son of a bitch no I, I'm definitely call in I have to work that day but I'll definitely call in uh, just uh, I don't know is it that $80 ticket? Yeah, well, I got three sessions to do at JBF, so, <laughs> and I got to pay for all that shit, too. Uh, Who the fuck is really? doing this? Holy cow. That is I you. I turned it off. You, Eric. New phone, new problem. Disappointed. Sorry. My phone right. still broke from the last time it happened. <clears throat> we should play another interview, but first I need some uh, I need some ratings for the uh, Whiskator, because we never got the Whiskator ratings. Three and a half. Yeah, it's just way too hot. Three and a half. Gross. Not terrible, but... Uh, I'll give it a four. It's decent. Oh, four, two, five. Damn. All right. You guys, guys want to back-to-back rate this Poetic Hustler? Sure. Four and a quarter. Same, four and a quarter. Second, right. second best. Four and a half. Ever. I'll give it a four. There's uh, is, is there lactose in this? Uh, Are you something? I, I figured he put about lactose in all of his beers. I love I love Nelson, but there's is is that the smell I'm smelling? Is it's almost like semi? Maybe I got the yeasty, but I'm pretty sure I poured it out of the top. But it's almost grab yourself uh, a little bit more. Maybe it's better now. Want some smegma? Give me a little smegma. Uh, Isn't it funny? Like, there's all these. Okay, that's good. I'll give him a whole lot of schmegma. Give him some schmegma. There's, a, there's all this leftover sure. beer in these 
bottles to the left here, but uh, you know, when it comes to microphone, we're tapping the bottom of the bottle to get every little dry bit out. Like ketchup. Damn right. And today, I, wish I saw that they brought out microphone check one two again. So mm-hmm. it's a good day. Set your dry hopped again. I wish you would have had this at great taste, because or maybe he did. What was the one IPA we didn't have there? He had one, and we didn't have it. Maybe it was this. Mm. And now I'm pissed because that was probably would have been his best. Better than the yes, the toy machine. That was weird. Toy gun. Toy. That was really weird. Toy gun. Yeah, it was one of the weirdest beers I've ever had. I was not expecting that from him. I don't know. Whatever. You want to hear another interview? Moving on. Let's go so do another at, interview. Back at Great Taste. Back at Great Taste again. And we have one more after that, but we can yeah. splice it. Now, this one's a little bit longer now. All right, we're here at the uh, 2017 ta- Great Taste of the Midwest, and we're in line for Ardea at Central Waters. Still in line. And I'm here with <laughs> Alex, uh, Jim, and Andy. Hey, I'm Jim. And we're from the uh, Tap Takeover podcast. Awesome! And you just told me that's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we're uh, we're out of Milwaukee, but uh, we're kind of Midwest centered. Uh, We we've done some big interviews with Lakefront Brewing out of Milwaukee, and uh, we're going to do. uh, We've done Half Acre down in Chicago. We're going out to do Ale Asylum in Madison, and uh, hopefully Toppling Goliath very soon uh, this next coming week for the Morning Delight big release. Okay, I'll be there. I was lucky enough to get a ticket for that so um, yeah, don't get so started. what are your so highlights good. of the festival uh, so far for me, uh, for Alex, it's been the uh, 2009 uh, Surly Darkness. That was pretty goddamn fantastic. Okay. Uh, uh, for me, Jim, it was the Three Floyds Dark Lord. Uh, I've never had a chance to try it before, so that was a real experience. Dark Lord. I haven't had the best beer yet, and that's the 2014 Lakefront Black Friday. Okay. Homers. First one I had was VSOD from Revolution. Fantastic. And me and Jim got to take full advantage of like the two power hours that vendors get to be here before anyone else comes in. <laughs> oh, they got vendor tickets. Awesome. <laughs> How do so, we get that status? Uh, you're saying that you're hoping to <laughs> maybe get together, collaborate for maybe a show or something? Yeah, yeah. Any uh, Anything you guys want to do together, you know, put our heads together, kind of figure out something that works for both our podcasts. But What's the official the more, name again? The more beer Tap podcasts takeover. there are Tap and takeover. the more people that are talking about amazing beers and the more people that are trying amazing beers, it's it's only going to help the craft beer industry. So, in my opinion, we're all doing the Lord's work right now. We're going to tag them in this episode, <laughs> guys, if you're listening. Again? That is uh, the Tap Takeover Podcast. You can check us out on the taptakeoverpodcast.com. Get in touch with us on Facebook, taptakeoverpodcast at gmail.com. And super nice meeting you guys. Beer with friends. Check them out, right? Cheers. Cheers. If you guys are listening, because we're going to tag you on this episode, um, we want to know how you get media status (laughs) or vendor status or whatever it is. We can discuss that when we do a little thing together. Yeah, a little collaboration. I'm down for it. I want to do... Like, I don't know if they'll be... I'm 50-50 on Fobab, like we've been talking about, because the price is really killing me right now. They should come to Screw but City. it's so good. It's such a good festival. Yeah, and because I, I, I didn't go to Great Taste, I feel like I have a, a, a an obligation to, to represent for the podcast. Like, I'm taking that money that I got from selling the ticket and putting it towards... But I was thinking it was going to be a, a wash, you know, 60 for 60, and then the price came out and it was 85 
Yeah, I mean, people are still going to pay it. And I think they are. jacking prices up until they find a level that people are not going to pay. I mean, the glassware is great because it's gold rimmed, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's there's, like, there's uh, no joke, you, but do it's not eighty five dollars. It's not a twenty five dollar <laughs> taster glass. It's not. You're right. It was worth sixty. I'm having a real tough time with eighty five. So, hopefully, corporate Chad wants to go so bad that he buys my ticket again. <laughs> and you only got to pay him sixty. <laughs> and I only have to buy him dinner and drive home Ooh. like we did last year. So that's what it. That's what it did. I had to, I had to buy his dinner and drive him home, which, in in essence, probably cost me almost as much. But in DOI cost, yeah. In in total no, cost, I mean, it was you know you know twenty can have uh, twenty five thirty bucks for home. his dinner, and then what? you know we rode the train and Perfect. and then the 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 uh, tolls and everything. I paid for tolls and gas and everything. So. About say yeah, especially if you're going all the way to Harvard, that's plenty of silver. We didn't go to Harvard. We did. Uh, we we got on at uh, Cumberland, and then just rode the train. <laughs> and it's it's literally a half a mile walk from the train station to the UIC center. Yeah, Todd, Todd and I did the same thing last year. His his girlfriend Des drove us to Cumberland and uh, yeah, dropped took, you off there. Took the blue line all the way down. To yeah, the it's awesome. Stop, so. And then we went to the uh, barbecue place uh, that's literally like two blocks from the. UIC Forum, we ate dinner there before, and then we, I mean, I had snacks and stuff with me that I think I passed out more than I actually ate myself, but they were definitely appreciated while we were drinking, because uh, it was it was a smart play. I brought uh, Cheez-Its. That's, that's my new go-to when I go to beer festivals, is instead of, uh, you know, saltine crackers or unsalted crackers, get a little, get a little Cheez-It action going, the white cheddar ones, and then uh, I'm big on... Uh, uh, trail mix, typically like the uh, tropical one where it's got like the pineapple and the mango and the the raisins and stuff like that. A little something a little sweet to cut, you know. Maybe some of those. I mean, there's a lot of sweet in the stouts and the IPAs. You know, like a tropical sweet, but it's still a different kind of sweet just to clean up your palate and give you a little little energy boost while you're there. Yeah, I'm a wake beef, you up a little bit. I'm a beef jerky and pretzel guy myself, so uh, just you can't go wrong with a big old jerky. So good, pound bag of pretzels, and yeah. I was My really problem with the pretzels is that it just bloats me so bad. <laughs> I just get full right away if I eat too many of them. Oh, so my, this is why I'm fat. My whole life is carbs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have, the, I have to do the carb diet myself. <laughs> yeah, I got some beef jerky that I was planning on bringing to the great taste that will now be brought to Screw City instead because mm-hmm. obviously that stuff oh speak of the devil that one's me oh thank you very little uh, but the first one was you yeah did we miss a call or was that no, your no. Uh, this is that was, that, this was that your concerning the studio so this is technically part of the show it okay I thought your vagina needed tending uh, no, I was, I was no but my wife's vagina needs tending I'll be back in the Although, oh. when I went to Taste of Chicago, we did that for our Michigan trip. We tried some candied bacon from this place called Pork and Mindy's, and man, that was whew, awesome. Yeah. Damn well, I'm, uh, anybody that listens to the podcast, if you have a ticket to Screw City, uh, Beer with Friends will shout you out like crazy if you can get us a ticket for our good friend Tubby here. VIP. Because we want him to be there. VIP preferable. But even general admission would be great for him to be there and, and I want to join share you guys the day. Wig party. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We're gonna it's wig gonna out be fun. at uh, wigging out. You're wigging out with us, right? Yeah, I got plenty of wigs. 
Oh boy! Yeah, you gonna wear? I know he's got wigs because I saw him in a box. Drago wig? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You did drag. I'm gonna wear my merkin too. <laughs> and should we do any Borat slingshot? <laughs> should we do any Game of Thrones spoilers on this? Uh, Blue eyed dragons. Oh, oh, no. Talk about oh, that. Let's open another. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. If we're going to talk about it, let's open this one. I have a theory on that we can talk about after the show. Yeah, that uh, may make you feel better about it. What are we doing? Yeah. Just because you still have beer. We can do either something dark or we can do something... Something like... like You have to keep going back and forth because we got one, two, three dark beers there and one light beer. All right, so we'll do a dark, a light, and two darks. Do this one first. Let's get that... Little uh, bottle out of the way. I can't believe we're opening it. It's got to be better than Whiskater. 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 Oh, dude, my bottle case. You want it? No, I'm just kidding. So, for real, we just lost the uh, Tubinator um, yeah, out of the he's studio. Go tinkle. Is he jerking off again? I want, I want him <laughs> to be there with us, so I'm, I'm imploring all our listeners out there. He'll hear this later because he listens to the show, but uh, please help him out with a ticket. Um, you can catch us on... Uh, not outside, but catch us on uh, Facebook and let us know if you have a ticket out there because uh, we'd like to hook him up and get him to the the great or the Screw City to uh, participate with us. He's got plenty of money in his wallet too in it right now. Why do you say that? I don't know why he said that. You know what? You know where you can uh, catch Tubby? No, 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 no. Danny pictures of her naked. <laughs> and she's underaged. And yes, I know. I'm kidding. She's not even sixteen yet. But she looks like she's forty. Doesn't matter. No shit. That's gross. Who said that? Who the fuck said I that? I fucking said it. So let's go through a couple of news articles in the meantime. Um, you know, when I think about her, I. Nice set of hooters you got there. Oh, that's did I say that? <laughs> that's terrible. She does have a nice, <laughs> terrible set of. Uh, never mind. Do you see the girl? Terrible. Do you terrible. See the girl's taking her place. The other stop. ghetto girl. Well, this is. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when the three of us are in the room. You guys like decide it's time to just. Well, we're the respectable show. when Tubby's in the show. You are. You guys are way better when there's somebody else in the show. Why do you have such disrespect for me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fuck my owner. Why would you do that? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go back to the Wait, notes so I can talk about something right? that's. Uh, Play it again. Play Let's play some music. <laughs> Maybe that'll that'll sidetrack him. Stop. <laughs> we don't need to talk about his. It's one of yours. <laughs> I recorded. Like some great conversation. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna have to listen. You'll uh, you'll get a little chuckle. <laughs> okay. What what do you want to play? Uh, some music. Is that really my ass? Yes. Yeah, so pe- <laughs> my my either, ass. Either one of those songs. I don't care. Ooh, I love this. Yeah, because it's Leo. <laughs> Oh, gotta! You're gonna have to give me a uh, two seconds. So our good friend Leo Mastacholi, oh, so good. It's covered one of my favorite songs from the '80s. Most people wouldn't hear this, but there this is, is new, right? He yes, just, just within the last week, and there is a female vocalist that helps him out on this. That she is amazing, and I still can't. I mean, he names her, but. I hope that he does more songs with her because she does a good job. So, 
Not that we have anything to talk about that relates to this song, but uh, I just thought it was a cool cover for the week. Yeah, it's a great song. Like, this song defines the 80s. About five, six years ago, I worked in a casino, and it seems like that's all they played was the 80s station. Did you deal? Yeah, I was a dealer. Really? Uh Now, that is... is Jack and Crabs. So, how far up? Up in uh, Madison? Uh, Aurora. So, hang on. What did you do in a casino? You said no more bets. Dealer. No, I didn't I did deal roulette. But you never did roulette? No, I didn't make it. Oh, man. Far. You uh, know how many times like they would go no more bets and then I would do this and my hand would get slapped? <laughs> Sir. They actually never, physically slap your hand? Like once or twice. But then the, once they got like that I was joking, like as a joke, I would do it every time. And they started like laughing with it. And Okay. But at first they were like, I think they think when your hand first goes out there that you're going to start moving shit. In, no, that you've got a chip something. in your hand. Yeah, and they're like, sir. You know, they like yeah. freak out at first and they realize yeah, because well, he's jo- just fucking around. Because their job is on the line. Yeah, I know. It's... Oh. So how many times did you have a card counter? Nice. Seven palm. Did you ever catch anybody counting cards? Or attempting to, or anything? I never worried about it, to be honest with you, because that wasn't really my kind of main focus. It was more the people that would, like, pick up their cards and try to put them underneath the table and all that. Yeah, you kind of control Keep your cards above the... Keep your your hands above the table, sir. Yeah, keep the hands off the cards type of thing. That was mostly blackjack. Oh, you were were a no-touching-the-card blackjack dealer? Well, yeah, it's Illinois state law. they got to be dealt out of a shoe, and you can't... uh, They're not allowed to touch cards. Because there's, you know, certain states... I know Nevada's one of them that... (coughs) They will do a two-deck blackjack where you... Where your cards are... they, They have one card up, and then the other cards are... Not exposed, like it's it's blind, and you can you can say hit 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 hit, and you could really, I mean, technically, and it's kind of a gray area. You can technically bust yourself well past, but if you get caught doing that, yeah, they don't they don't like that. They will much. kick you out because you're you're burning the card. Yeah, there's still a lot of games like that in Reno that are single deck and double deck, and you can still play for five bucks. They're kind of. Few and far between in Vegas now, but up in Reno they still. I'm, I'm so far out of the gambling game. Kids is what killed my gambling game. I got to be honest. Like we used to gamble a lot, and uh, we should do a poker night or just something. Just the price of kids kills your urge to gamble and your um, with a low buy-in and, and your budget to gamble. To be honest with you, um, but you know, big winner in uh, Philly today. Seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, oh, the lava ball. Yeah, yeah that shit's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Fuck yeah, her. To be, to be honest with you, <laughs> just working at a casino that killed it for me. You know, it's just uh, it yeah, kind of got you want to bet, huh? I mean, I you last time I was in Vegas, I played you know mostly slots, but I did play one or tw- once or twice at blackjack. Went to the craps table once or twice. I mean, it's cool when you tell dealers that you used to deal. That means uh, they're not going to get any shit from you, which is kind of nice because hmm. yeah. You constantly get shit from people dealing dealer, so I can't stand people that play slots. I'm sorry. It's like it's like scratching a lottery ticket. It really is. It's there's no skill whatsoever involved in playing slots. Cards is where it's at. To me, 
I didn't even really like playing blackjack as much, even though it's the biggest advantage. When I went to Vegas towards the end of our gambling stint, my I had the most fun and, and felt the most in control when uh, I was playing poker. Because you're playing against other people. The house is only taking their small cut. You would just play like cash game? Texas they would play uh, tournaments. Okay. Mostly, mostly beginner tournaments. You know, it costs you 50 bucks. And the problem with the biggest problem with those is that you get a lot of guys in there that would just go all in with junk and get lucky. Yeah. When they shouldn't be in. That was one of my things that was in my back pocket in Vegas in case I was, you know, I was bored during the day or whatever. You just play any two turn- five. Well, either or that five, or you ten. can find tournaments where it's like fifty hundred dollar buy in and you could you know, it take up a a few hours of your time work. Right, and can you, honestly, you can catch a bad string of cards playing blackjack and mm-hmm. and lose a hundred bucks in a blink of an eye. Well, I lost two hundred bucks. But you can join a hundred dollar hundred dollar poker tournament and you can play tight and be there for two hours. You know. Yeah, most of the time they're still giving you free cocktails and stuff. Yeah. The problem with the biggest problem with the the uh, the beginner and low dollar. Uh, tournaments is that they're typically early in the morning. They're like right after breakfast. 1 p.m. Yeah. I played at one at Binion's Horseshoe. That's the only one I ever played in Vegas. Was Most of the ones I played it, and this, this just tells you how long it's been since I've been to Vegas. Most of the ones I've been to were before 10 o'clock. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't start that early anymore. <laughs> they don't. No, nothing's open. Is there? It's usually it's like two tables. There's nothing before like 12 or 1. Like now. everybody at the table, like Turnbuckles. half of them would have coffee. And then by the by the first, end of the first hour, everybody else had coffee with Bailey's or something in it, you know, whiskey or something. So that was the that was the the call drink. I would just be like, I'd have my Starbucks cup on the table and be like, just bring me a shot of Bailey's, and I'd dump mm-hmm. it in my Starbucks. So it's a good way to do it. Yeah. So as a dealer, locally, what's your favorite casino? And in Vegas, what's your favorite casino? Oh, geez, that's God, I love Vegas. Let's go. Uh, favorite casino in Vegas no is probably it. the Aria, I'd okay. say. Uh, I've never stayed there. I, I choose to stay cheap in Vegas because, I mean, really, you just go to your room to pass out and shop. Right. Flamingo? I love the Flamingo, actually. Yeah. That's yeah. where I pick to stay most of the time because you're right there in the center. It's usually pretty cheap, but when I went up there last time, for whatever reason, like, they spiked the prices there. So yeah. I They all at, are. I stayed at Luxor because I got my Vegas credits, but I was still mm-hmm. in a paying, like, 50 bucks a night. Luxor is where I got married. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we got married to It Vegas. still looks the same. It's, like, really dated compared <laughs> to everything else now. I guarantee okay. it looks just the same. Well, I was com- I'm was i coming up on my 14th wedding anniversary. So when When's your, what month? Uh, September. So, so, like, next yeah, month. Yeah, like, 14 years, uh, like, next month is 14 years married, 20 years together. you got to go next year, then, for 15. Or in six years for 20. For the the actual twenty, yeah. it's possible. Well, like the kids will be married. the kids will be old enough. I think. or this year or, or next year. For next year, 20 the kids together. Would, yeah, the kids would be old enough for us to walk away from the kids for a, a long weekend. <laughs> what about? One of my favorite moments in Vegas this time is like I could I was amazed at how many kids were out there. I mean, like little kids were out in Vegas, yeah. and there was some like chick in her 20s that walked by like a whole group of kids he goes I thought I was in Vegas not fucking Disneyland <laughs> well when I first started going to I mean I'm 40 okay like so when I first started going to Vegas it was at the very end of that whole Vegas is a family place to bring your kids like they still had a 
amusement park at MGM. It shouldn't be a family. I'm just telling you, they had kids. they had like a full on. They have a scale for kids. They had a mini. They had a mini Great America at yeah. MGM the, the very first year we went. My wife was 21. I was 23. So I mean, we were we were young, young. So mm-hmm. it was a long, long time ago. And that was like the last year that that kind of shit existed. Yeah. It took a drastic turn, and we enjoyed it for like six years straight because it was all about adults. Yeah, but uh, it's starting to kind of turn back the kid way. It seems like. <coughs> a little bit, Family. a little bit. No, I think it's more or less the parents don't give a rat's ass anymore. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe that's what it is. Because yeah, it, the first time I went to Vegas, I didn't see no kids. Like the last one I went to Vegas, I saw kids. Yeah, I, I mean, there's kids all over the strip at night and shit. I mean, it's you yeah. know, we're supposed to be the ones getting in trouble, <laughs> killing my boner. But uh, local, <laughs> locally, I'd be like, what would you consider you? local? I guess within, I would say within three hours. Within three hours, mm-hmm. all right. Probably Potawatomi and Milwaukee. I would say. Okay. My favorite. I've been there once. My my uh, my guilty pleasure yeah. in Vegas. Was always um, the Excalibur. I love to gamble at the Excalibur. I love to play there. Um, it was it was the cheapest place well, on the strip. Oh, it was the, the cheapest place yeah, on the strip. Number it's because one. Because we for walked kids. we walked over there and gambled most of the time too. Because Luxor was like well for me like playing ten dollar craps that's too expensive. I'm not doing that. I got to play five dollar craps and I like playing five or ten dollar blackjack. We would stay at the luck. We would stay at the uh, at the Luxor. And, just, and gamble at the Excalibur. Yeah, you just take a walkway. There's like mm-hmm. a couple of walking uh, You can ride sidewalks. the tram now. Yeah, but that takes too damn long. If you just Not between there. the Luxor and the Excalibur. They're they're connected. They're right next to each other. Oh. Literally, yeah, you, you walk to, from under, underground from one building to the, the next. Tram. Yeah, you can't. It's on yeah. the other side of the street. No, no, no. Not on oh, it's on both sides No, now? they have a tram that goes between Excalibur oh, and Luxor right, and Mandalay right. Bay. But right, if you get on at Luxor, you have to go to Mandalay Bay before you can go to Excalibur. So it takes you. And we did that. The only reason that's where I know because we were we were wasting time and we so we got on one and just rode it back and we forth. Would, a we would times. go back and forth between Excalibur and New York, New York. I like to play blackjack in New York, New York. I did well there. <clears throat> and then we had a casino that is the Golden Gate downtown still open? Is it called something else? Golden Nuggets down there, the California. I don't think the there. I don't think the Golden Gate is there anymore. It's at the far. It's at the far end of the, the strip. It might be. Four I'm not Queens. sure, but, uh, but that's, I love the Four Queens. That's where we used place. to win big time on uh, on uh, what do you call it? Uh, Caribbean Stud. We would always win Caribbean Stud oh, poker. I dealt that too. So worst odds in in <clears throat> the world. Yeah, but if uh, you hit that jackpot, you know. So it's kind of like I always call it a slot machine with cards. Hmm, so right. if you like playing the slots and they got Kirby and stuff, why not? Just put your dollar up there for the jackpot every time. Never played it. And when I worked at the casino, I only worked there for a year, but somebody hit the Caribbean jackpot for sixty grand. So it does happen. And one hot roll of crap seems like it happened in a te- eight or ten hour shift too. Hmm. Just never happened when I'm at the table. Of course, you gotta have a lot of money to play craps. I mean, I wouldn't recommend playing craps unless you have three hundred dollars. Coworker of mine uh, mm. hit the Caribbean stud for about eighteen grand one time. Fuck. In uh, Elgin, funded his uh, funded his house. Nice. Off of it. Ryan is unplugged. I'll get there. <clears throat> Why are you guys so quiet right now? Uh. Holy cow. This does not smell like a Saison. Helen Keller? Hello? Oh, okay, there you are. Oh. You know what Plug it sounded like? 
like because it accidentally unplugged. I mean, the, when they do those movies after like gunshots yeah. or a bomb has just gone off, and they do that kind of like quiet, but yet, you know, it starts to slowly fade mm-hmm. back in, like run, you know, or whatever. <laughs> That's what it kind of felt like, Chris. It's like you guys are talking, and it was like far away sounding. That's good. good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for bringing this because I've never heard of this brewery before. Never heard of Sante Adaris? Sadly, Sarah, Sarah. no. It smells good. Uh, Sante Adaris Rustic Ales. Uh, that's one of the top Saison makers in the country right there. Capitola? Yeah, it's up north. I drove California. past the brewery, but they weren't open when I drove You've past. You've been to California? How far oh, yeah. is north? Oh. California is one of my favorite states, man. Oh, you have We did, uh... No. It was a year ago... Nevada's the farthest west I've ever gotten. A, a year ago in June, me and my wife, we flew to Vegas. I had to go to Reno for a bowling tournament. So my wife. Reno. My wife. <laughs> and then we, we headed west from there, and... We went to Russian River, oh. and then we took it two days to go down the Pacific Coast Highway. It was it was amazing. Oh, I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, when the Beer Friends podcast is my fully funded job, that would be nice. We will it? be taking a West Coast trip where we will spend a literally a week in California. You must be the monopoly. Exactly. Guy. Had I won that big Powerball, we would have done it. I, that would have been the first thing I would have planned. We, the whole everybody that's been on the show before would have got flown out. Really? Oh yeah. I am down, dude. Seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. I would have done it. Hell, even after taxes and the uh, <laughs> and the the standard payout, she's probably Hell getting yeah. three hundred million. Yep. You know? Half Beer of us friends in Vegas for the next year. Half of us would have been on the perfect pour, you know, for a special episode. I mean, half of us, at least <laughs> half of us. I can't. I don't know if they would have wanted that many of us in the studio with them. But uh, I would have definitely sure been, been in Fresno. Yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the seventy or more episode guys. Oh man, <laughs> that makes two of us, Eric. <laughs> this saison, I the smell. It smells like. Straight up sour. Like I was expecting overly bitter sour. It definitely has a Saison quality. It smells like dearly funky sour. But it's got that Saison yeast. But it's it but it's it's bitey. Smells like Mila Kunis's in a good way. (laughs) Give me more of it then. Like is there any lactobacillus? Does it taste like her? Yes. Is there lactobacillus in this technically? Does it say? Um, it's not bourbon. Because if it's not, they've done a good job. Either you've done a good job aging this, or they aged it well before they released it. Love's Armor is a blend of two complex barrel-aged beers, Farmhouse Noir, Darker and Stronger Take on Saison Stale, and Chavez or Rye Porter. There's a porter in this? Yeah, apparently. That's why it's dark. It doesn't say anything about bread <laughs> on here. It just says... Uh, dry tartness pervades, providing an arena for robust interplay between malt-driven sweetness and microbe-induced funk. Well, so, it's funky. Like, it's seriously funky. That's good. I, got a mm. I really like that. I thought mm. I had a... Go back to our, our um, emails. Uh, we should probably rate that last beer we drank, though. Oh, our, the tool? licorice confidence. We didn't rate the tool? No, sir. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to pour that one out. I really like that beer. I gave it a three seven five. I'm not really? liking the licorice part of it. See, I didn't taste the licorice as much as I tasted all the other. It was fourteen percent too. Yeah, Crazy. I give it a it ten. Was hidden. It was <laughs> hidden for fourteen, so I'm going to give it a four. 
I'm on board. It almost was also. a four and a quarter. Almost. Like, that close. Uh, I'm not a big licorice. I got kind of smoky in there. It's not really my cup of tea. Three and a half. Like I'm glad I, I tried it, though. Like, when I think licorice, I think ouzo. Like, straight ouzo. And that didn't remind me of ouzo. When I think of licorice, I think of black licorice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what ouzo tastes like. Exactly. Yeah, Bastard yeah, Todd yeah. Bell. Have you not? Shots of Zambuca. <laughs> or Sambuca, I'm sorry, not Uzo. Sambuca. Gross. My my fault. Yes. That's what black licorice tastes And I hate black licorice. And that didn't taste like black licorice to me. What's this one called? I think it was just a combination of that. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I got kind of a smoky deal out of it. And I'm yeah, not Karma? Yeah. Yeah, this beer is really good. Really tasty. Come on, guys. Black Which licorice matters. Is this? is this 1, 2, 7, or 12? What's Loves it say on the side there? It should say on the side. Batch what? Tastes like batch. I don't know, guys. Come on. Uh, I got a feeling it's probably the newest batch. It doesn't say. It's gonna say. It doesn't say. Okay, so it wasn't completely. It's eight eight point one percent. If that makes a difference. Uh, Loves armor. I think they're all eight one. Yeah, it's definitely delicious. They're all eight one. Stone fruit. I definitely get the stone fruit. Supposedly, when you drink this beer, it should be chocolate and coffee, stone fruit and vanilla, oh, wait, fainter whiffs of tobacco smoke and worn leather. What's the uh, blend? Was it barrel aged beer? It's farmhouse. It is uh, darker. Farmhouse Noir, a darker and stronger take on saison uh, style, and Chavez, our rye porter. Batch five. There you go. Batch five. That would be batch cinco. Since we talked about Chavez. Cinco, Cinco, Cinco. Cinco. Let's talk about... So rating-wise, 4.25. Oh, you son of a bitch. I like this a lot. I already did that. It's delicious. Same. Four and a half. Oh, it's good. It's delightful. Yeah, this is my first Sarah beer, so I was really happy on it. This, uh, what the story behind this one is I... I was in a beer group, and this lady was going to Russian River, and I told her I wanted, like, four bottles of Pliny, and what happened is she only sent me two, and uh, I told her, hey, you know, not really that big a deal, because, I mean, Pliny's only, like, six bucks a bottle, but I said, you know, it kind of shorted me two, you know. What you said you were going to. Yeah, and uh, she said, give me some time, I'll make up for it, so it took her a few months, but she sent me this bottle of Sarah in its place. And That's definitely worth two bottles of Pliny. Yeah. I mean, I Pliny's sure. amazing. Yeah. But uh, this is completely different. Mm-hmm. So. Really good. Did you say we had one more? One more play from the uh, Great yeah. Taste? We have one more Let's knock that out. Manny. While we can. This is it just a rando in line person? Uh, this, I believe, is Jason. Oh, sweet. Jason so, O. Here we go. We're at the 2017 Great Taste of the Midwest. And we're By here. By the way, he's already killing it better than Dennis ever Jason. did. Jason. <laughs> I have a beard, so I'm cool. Big Another time local beard. Uh, Rockford craft beer enthusiast. I'm jealous so what of his have beard. have been your uh, top beers so far? My top beers. My top beers. Your favorite beers. So <laughs> My favorite beers. <laughs> Prairie Street. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Prairie Mines. Street. I'm he just fucking with you. He fucking hates. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't need to be censored. But uh, 
I'll, I'll go with uh, Bell's Brewery, Blackbeard's Bear Hug, Cinnamon Bomb. My favorite. Thanks, nice. And uh, the beer that has uh, surprised you, that you didn't expect much from, that you... That same beer, Blackbeard's Bear Hug. I, 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 we were walking by, and the name sounded cool because it had beard in it. All right. Perfect, perfect. Okay, we've got... Jason. Jason. So, uh, what's your favorite beer so far? I'm going to go with the... The hype machine and go with Morning Delight just because everybody hates it because of the hype. All right. All right. Awesome. I didn't get the, a chance to try that, but I will next week because I got lucky with a ticket. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. There's the horn. Who queefed? What was that, an hour ago? The Great Dane just blew their horn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they blew their horn And I think, for. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what the horn means, though. I think it's a release. Is it? Normally, it's something that's like a big yeah, release. Yeah, right. Like, like the uh, the bagpipes at Screw City. Yeah. Like, hey, look, it's... All right, we got one more interview. Nate. Bagpipes at Screw City. Nate, what's your uh, favorite beer so far? I have to do the Uni Annie L... Zagatone. Exactly. Alright. Hey, it's right here. I heard good things about that one too. So any other beers that that you've uh, been surprised by? Next week. Uh, not necessarily surprised. Microphone and corridor always consistent, great IPAs. What was that? Okay. Triptych? Awesome. Microphone. Oh, All right. That's it for now and uh, hopefully we'll be doing some more interviews soon. This ding dong at the last pour one of the light. I got nothing. What did you shit. want at the last pour? Uh, I got. Well, I got all foam. I got the last <laughs> foam of morning delight. <laughs> morning delight. Yeah. We were like walking around, like should we get in line now? It's kind of long. There's only like twenty people in. Well, it. we went. The problem is, if we would have gotten in line when, when we, we first there, got there, yeah. we would have got it. But we got in line because we had thought, oh, the fucking line's way too long. We're not gonna get any. Let's go get the super sumo and or the super sumo and the whatever, whatever right. else is there. And then we was like, yeah, fuck it, let's get in the back of line. And I joked right before we, right, right as we got in line, I was like, people in front of us, watch, they're going to be the last ones to get a pour. We got up there, and the lady right in front of me just, it, it started pouring, and it went foam. And he's like, God damn it! And I was like, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to get some anyway. So I had him pour me whatever the IPA Super, was, I think it Super was. Sumo, and then I had said, I don't give a shit, mix the fucking foam <laughs> in with it. And I had like a... It was a really good blend, though. Whatever it was, it was fucking fantastic. IPA, coffee, No, it was good, though. That's the weird thing. It It was really good. It smelled like Morning Delight, but it tasted like a weird, interesting thing. Andy's got a bottle of Super, Subo, whatever. I have a feeling I'll be getting one tomorrow. Um, One of the... One of the... things about our beer with friends fantasy football league is we play for approximately fifteen dollars in craft beer uh which is payable at the next year's draft and uh we play winner takes all there's no first second third any of that garbage it's just first place takes everything and uh i am the back-to-back champion oh beautiful so last year we drank uh we had a whole, we had almost two whole episodes based on the beer that we won, and uh, we'll be probably doing that again this year, depending on what I get. We'll obviously drink the fresh stuff 
early, and if we get some stouts and some porters that can sit a while, then that stuff will wait, you know, for later, and we'll talk about it again. But do you plan on winning? I did win last year. That's my <laughs> point. That's I, I've, oh, okay. I've got beer coming my oh, way. Oh, okay. So okay. you know, there's eleven guys that owe me fifteen dollars worth of beer. Nice. So. You've been warned. Right. Uh, last year there was a little bit of a. Um, let's just say there was a little bit of a. Uh, Discrepancy on what I expected in craft beer. Um, some of the stuff was old. Um, I, I, you're honest. And I would say 75% of the people figured it out. And the actually probably closer to 80%. Uh, there was some uh, some old beer that I got that I wasn't appreciative of. But other than that, overall, it was, pre- it was pretty good. I got some quantity and I got some quality. A little bit of both. Nice. So. So my only NFL story for you, when I was out in Vegas, uh, I saw where the Raiders stadium is going to be. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I met up with a local out there that took me some, some some spots, and he was telling me that apparently all road construction on highways are out there has to be done by the end of the year because apparently in 2018 they're putting all their resources to build, like, flyover ramps and everything to get to the stadium. So Wow. And wow. he's hoping to work. He's in like IT, and he's hoping to work in the stadium. He's saying hooking up all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm actually interested in going to a Bears game in the new Minnesota stadium. Um, I've been talking to some of our. I, I work in plumbing, and there's a big manufacturer in Minnesota that deals with plumbing piping, and the entire stadium was done in that piping. And cross my fingers, I can talk the rep into getting me some tickets, even if it's not a Bears. Vikings game to get up there to, to go to a game in the new stadium. That's my goal. Um, looks, no looks no nice. extended time frame, but I just want to want to see a game up there. So yeah, where they're building in Vegas, I guess it's just across the highway from Mandalay Bay, pretty much. Just oh. like a huge, they have like a huge open lot there, and it's just yeah, it's right by the there forever. Yeah. yeah, in front of the airport, right? No, it's no, it's on the other side of the highway. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, not, not oh, on the other side of the highway, yeah, behind I-15. behind Mandalay Bay, not yeah. across the street. Right, but it's still right. by the airport. It's I mean, south, it's yeah, it's southwest of there, and they right. just have a big billboard that says south the Raiders are coming. So, so where's the? Have you seen where the new uh, uh, hockey team stadium is? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. built. It's right behind New York, New York. Yeah, New it's, York, it's New York. right there. So that's so on the other side of the stadium too, or is it on like literally right behind? It's right behind New York, New York. Yeah. Before this, you before can see it from the strip. As you're walking on the strip, you can see it. They had the. The road to it, it was blocked off when I was there last, and you could, it was already built. It's the reason why they charge for everything, for parking in our door in Vegas, is because of that place. Gotcha. No more, no more. Uh, Who drives in Vegas? I do. Locals. Do you really? Yeah. I always get a rental car when we go. I did I once. I did once, and that was to drive to L.A. I won't see I, SpaceX and then drive back. I, I won't anymore just because it's so cheap to do. Like, I did Lyft the whole time I was there, yeah. and I got, like, Five dollars off my first yeah, ten rides. That's or whatever the one nice there. thing is you can get those. Okay, They're real big enough. on that. It's been a there. long time. Like, that didn't exist when I was five there minutes or time. less to get one. Yeah, any time of the day or night. And it's not Very cool. a long. It's not even a long drive wherever you're going. You know what mm. I mean? You're in the car maybe ten minutes. By the way, as long as we're talking about beers, um, this one better than the vanilla. Mm. I haven't got to it yet. I'm still on my uh, my saison <laughs> here, but. Uh, I can't wait to This try. one's really good. I don't know if I would Hail go with Storm, Vlad II, a new uh, variant. We are drinking the Raspberry. It's really good. Oh, 
and I had the maple a couple weeks ago, and that one was really good. Too. Yeah, you didn't bring it the last time. You brought vanilla instead for Ryan. I wish you would have brought the maple, but well, I can get you maple. I know. Well, we'll do maple next time you come. <laughs> well, I have regular coffee in my fridge right now, but I could get the maple if we need to get. Maple. Well, let's do the coffee one. Okay. Have you ever gone to the uh, coffee festival that they do in Chicago? No, but Andrew was telling me coffee about beer? it. He went there and said, like, they did some nutso things with, like, um, mixing Bourbon County with certain stuff. I mean, it's, it's, a it's festival. Not cool. It's a, it's a festival put on by, um, what was the podcast you brought up earlier? Beers? No. No, uh, Beer Temple? The Beer Temple. The Insider's Round Table? Yeah, the Beer Temple Round, round Table. It is a, like, it's 50%, like, actual coffee and 50% Douche. coffee beers. Yeah, wow. like, they had some stuff, Randall, and coffee beans and stuff, and they yeah, said it was it's pretty, like pretty low-key event. You really have to be into coffee to go to it because they do, like, serious coffee tastings there. I would totally You couldn't go do. just for the, for the beer. You'd have to, Why? You would have to be into the coffee, too. And I'd go just for the beer. You would be bored after an hour. Was this tugboat? Or no, that's okay. what's, the, the, what's the coffee and beer festival that they do in uh, Chicago? Don't know. Oh, I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I could ask, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. This coffee smells like shit. <laughs> no, it doesn't smell like shit. I mean, they do. <laughs> it is shit. Oh, good, then it's not just me. <laughs> Fair enough. I had a coffee drop. I had to plant. We're talking about <laughs> coffee. <laughs> it doesn't really fit, but it, it fits. All right, real quick, back to the Let's notes. Do this one. So, anybody go to college and <laughs> drink really? <laughs> really fuck out of nobody, here. no college guys here. Yeah, I'm college. Okay, see, of course. So when you went to college, he's one of us. Went right? for drugs. How important would it have been to you while you were in college if your school would have had an official beer? Well, that wasn't like, would you have been driven to drink that at, at your college age? Would it? Would you have felt in? in Impelled to drink that nowadays, beer. yes, I think so. Fuck no, I went to Fatty's and DeKalb because they had dollar pints of PBR. So that's why. That's why I call this. This is beer on the on the put yeah. it on the bar, and I'd be happy. I'm calling this article NIUPA. So just because of the area that we're in, but I think now because crafts in, I think now it's a little different. I think it would make a little bit of a difference. Back like, yes, I get what you're saying. hundred percent in college. For, for most, I, I would say for a good majority of college kids, it doesn't matter. But there's I think people are starting to get into it. There's a small but growing trend out there in the craft beer world where these uh, the craft breweries in and around college towns are partnering up with the the brew culture and in some cases the um, the majors that are going towards brewing where they're making an official beer of the college or the university, and they're donating part of the proceeds back to that program. Uh, for instance, uh, New, or New Belgium has a beer that they make uh, for Colorado State called Old Aggie Superior Lager. Um, New Mexico uh, was uh, worked with Las Cruces uh, Boss Brewing to release Pistol Pete's 1888 Ale, a lager that was named after the school's guns blazing mascot. Um, one of the <laughs> cool things about the new... Uh, scroll down a little bit more. 
So the, the one of the cool things about the New Belgium thing is they have a fermentation science and technology degree at the University of Colorado. So you can specifically go to college to learn about craft beer and brewing and so on. Looks like I'm going back to school. That's like, cool. I wish I would have been. Twenty ahead of years ago, twelve years. Yeah, twenty years ago, if that would have been around for me, I would have totally stayed in college. So uh, Andrew tells me it's uh, called Uppers and Downers. Uppers and, it's and put Downers by Good Beer Hunting. Yes, Good Beer Hunting is the one I'm thinking of. Not the not the one that you were talking about. Not the round table. Damn it. Messed it up. But Good Beer Hunting, the reason I don't mention them often is because they are sponsored by Goose Island. So Now, are, is it just some colleges or all colleges or no colleges where they allow drinking under 21? No colleges. Is yeah, it no like uh, Wisconsin? Not in the I, I state of Illinois. Could. The reason Well no, I'm talking about in across the country. There's got there's some though, isn't there? Well mm. like when I worked at NIU, I worked at Combo Center, they couldn't serve beer there because it was on a college campus. I think most of these college No colleges anymore can serve beer at at the at the state. Well there's some anymore. well there's some football stadiums that do, but they're considered but, to be off campus. You know? Yeah, they're off campus facilities. And there's but only I two or there three was of them. College left. towns that allowed like you'd be like I think you had to be like nineteen or something. I maybe I'm sta- wrong. Not in was the it ever States. like that? Yes, long time ago. Yeah, it's but called every college campus, but you just not following the laws. <coughs> oh, okay. Before we were twenty one, any of us here, that was the thing. Like when my dad was a technically college age. Eighteen and above. It was 18 above in Wisconsin. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know people from Illinois used to go to Wisconsin because it, the 18. limit, or the, yeah, it was younger there. And the cops would sit at the border and wait for your drunk ass to drive home. Yeah. To get you in trouble. Fucking assholes. Chicken shit tickets. So. But that was back in the day where if yeah. you were drunk, they would follow you home, too, if you weren't a jerk. Right. Yeah. Whereas now it's, you know, live PD action. That's all right. Oh boy. <laughs> What's everybody think of this rasp? It's four and a quarter. Fucking tasty. Four and a half. Four and a quarter. Four Which one? Four, four point three seven. Two five, five. While you're thinking, why don't you rate it? A four and a half. This has been my favorite Vlad that we've ever had on the show. Uh, I'm not a huge I'm, raspberry's good. It's not my favorite. As I've said in the past, Belgian Red is my favorite, not Raspberry Tart. But as far as the stout and raspberry combination goes, it is really I good. like this way better you than vanilla. What? And I'm a vanilla head like you. I'm, I'm, I agree. I particularly like vanilla, but I would... Well, four and a half. Yeah, it's four and a half. This is the best brew we've had tonight. After I took that next, that last sip, though, I was I like, mean, there's yeah. no denying it. Did you decide yet? I can go four and a half. Right, Do we talk him into it? We're just, no, we're, just, we're just waiting on Tubby's. Nah. That's good. That's good raspberry. It's good it raspberry. It is good raspberry. It's like the perfect combination. It doesn't of a taste out in raspberry. Yes, and it and neither one of the two flavors outdo the other one. Mm-hmm. That's my point. It's like it's perfectly it's a, balanced. It's perfect, exactly. Perfectly. It's, they couldn't have done a better job getting that balance. The only way it would be a five to make it a five, it'd have to be barrel aged. If it was, do you imagine aged, this barrel aged? It would be a five. It would be it would a have five. to be, unless I and I kind of and I kind of pick on myself saying that it's perfectly balanced and not giving it a five because 
you know, really we should, but for some five, I, see, I just feel like it has room to grow. That's my point. It's a little sweet at a four and a half for me to be. It's it's fine. got room to grow. Yeah, it you tastes know? too healthy. <laughs> That's always my go-to. It's too healthy because it's got. Do you have the raspberry Vlad in your glass? Yes. What do you think about this beer? Because um, we're raving about it. I'm I'm not big on fruited stouts, oh, but. You know, it, it is pretty good. It's up there with some of them I've had. Uh, I was just thinking, he's going to shit on this watch. I think the Claris Thirsty is better than this. Backyard and, like, Regal Rye, I think, are better, too. I give it a four. Regal Rye got a almost perfect score for me, and that was back in the Goose Island days. Back in the Actually, Bramble Rye is the best one I ever had with uh, Cherry Rye. Or the Cherry was good, too. Which reminds me. Somebody ready to sell someone's 2015 non-infected stout? How's that possible? Are you asking me? Yeah. My I'm running low. non-infected 2015 <laughs> Urban Mountie stout? Just a regular <laughs> stout. Three cases worth? Right, is that what you're asking? Just a stout? I am ready to sell. Yes. 20 bucks? For one? <laughs> That's a good deal. For one, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty damn good deal. We can make an we, we can make a deal because I owe you for tickets, and you want some beer. Oh shit! We'll work something out. <laughs> he wants to go higher. Three for forty. That's what I say. He's fucking like buy two get one free. No, I mean, how much do I owe you for the tickets right now? Because I could just give you a whole case. I gotta add it up. Then I gotta add the bottles Three up. Tickets. Every day tastes. No, I have it written down here anyway, so. Great taste. Great American yeah. Beer Fest. Can you believe these schmoes are going to Great American Beer Fest? I can't believe you fuckers are going to three sessions. You guys are going to be fucking pissing and shit. <laughs> this fucking song. guy. Dude, I am I am, I am. not looking forward to that fucking plane ride oh, back. I am home? not. We got ten minutes. So hurry. if you want to open it. Open it now. Now's your time. Oh, my God. And you guys can sit Where's around and thing? drink it while I go home. I'm to drive his ass home. Heading to McDonald's, like I already tell. He is. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Not one of those nights. Huh? I'll try not. So. All right. Go ahead. Barely technically beer from the cellar. Oh man, you gotta give me a heads up. Barrel aged Grand Guignol Act One. It's AKA. called te- AKA One Final Act. You've been picking on me that I had all these beers sitting around doing nothing. So from now on, every time I know that you're gonna be here. I'm bringing one. Going tomorrow too. This is a uh, 2015 bottle, nice. so just uh, just shy of two years. Uh, this is the Grand Guggenau Act One, like you said, Imperial Stout, aged in 12 year old Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. Mm. This is the final act, guys. Yes, and it's two years aged in my cellar. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that too, Eric. Like I have a bunch of bottles in my. I'm cellar, just tired of seeing them. They're all smaller format bottles, so you know, like when you have a twelve or sixteen ounce, it's hard to bring those to a share unless you're doing like a smaller one. And I've been sitting around for years, so I just think, hell, I'm just gonna pull this a, is one out on like a random a, Tuesday. This yeah. is kind of like a Might small well. share. Well, I mean, like I've had like new Glarus R and Ds that I've saved up for the past three years, and like I got five Love Childs, and yeah, uh, you know, like. Bourbon County, 12, 13, 14, 16. Dude, I, wanted, I got enough to do a vertical of the Bourbon Counties now. I knew you wanted a healthy pour. A 15 and a 16 year? <laughs> yeah, I can. we could do a vertical going back to 2012. 
I think I can go oh, back. 13, I think 14, I have 15. one bottle of 12 left, too. As well. Drink all yeah. mine. So we can do a vertical of Bourbon County. But it's going to have to be a small group, meaning, like, no more than four people. Just Ryan only. Uh, well, pretty pretty well, much. Well, if you invite <laughs> me, I can bring my bottles, too. So. All right, so we got... He's got OG rares. Who, who can all be in on it? Me, know. Eric, and Tubby, for I sure. Have, I have no more rares, that's for sure. I have a 150 rare left, that's all. I, I, have have no more, more. I have no more rares, I have no more variants... You mean that's it? That's like nine. All I have fire. is the the original, and I have not bought any Bourbon County for this. Will be the second year that I don't go get in line. You are Bourbon getting County. in line. I Dude, just want, I don't know if I'm getting. I just in line want one bottle year. of each. That's my big thing. It's like so, I'm never gonna hoard it again, but I'll I'll try each one. Each never happen. Sure. Never will. Not gonna. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. That restaurant in Chicago has a little shitload of them. Which one was that? It's like a bar restaurant. Let's play my oh, other uh, song. Don't tell anybody. Never mind. Shut up. Oh yeah. I'm just kidding. No, no. They they do have it, but it's expensive. It's a little uh, pricey. Somewhat. That's that's, they had 2009 bottles. We can do either the song or All we can do the did. beer or bud. Should we save the beer or bud for when? Save Chuck's the beer or bud. Let's just play some music and okay. drink beer. Now we got the last, the bottom two. We never. Did yeah, either. we never talked about. So either. we got a it's few. Not that we'll big save them for. Uh, it's not a, those bottom two are not that big a deal. Let's play some more Africa. Do you have any ICP? Uh, no. Speaking yeah, of ICP, ICP are coming to Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else want to go? Because I think believe maybe me, is there maybe Fago. I'd go. Have fun. Come on. Is this is such a wait? Is you want to go? Is, Fuck, I'd go. Is Twister going to be there? I don't think so. I, oh. No, there, it's ICP. Mafia and ICP, I'm in. But, and they're <laughs> yeah, doing the where? Great Malenko album. That's the best one. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Really? They're, that's what they're doing? Is that so this is from beginning oh, to end. Oh, I gotta go. Now. Yeah. So well, this is, is I'm not a big country guy, but this is probably my favorite cover right now, and I've been listening to it nonstop. I'm not sure if you guys know who Garth Brooks is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I so both... So both of these covers this week have had female vocalists interlaced with them. This one as well. That was the common theme. So this is All That Remains, which is a pretty pretty decent heavy metal band. Uh, this is a super popular Garth Brooks song too. Yes. And one of the one of the knocks on All That Remains is that they've gone mainstream kind of in the vein of uh, Five Finger Death Punch. But to me, They've just been more accessible to the general population. They still rock, okay? And this was the cover on the most current album they put out about two weeks ago. You know what's great is somebody's hearing this for the first time thinking, oh my God, this is a great song that they did originally. Have no idea that Garth Brooks did it. Right. What band is this again? All, All That, that Re- Remains. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I like them. I like Five Figures. Yeah, I mean... In in certain amount of doses, both bands are. I mean, I couldn't listen to them all day. You had to take them in in small quantities. It's not a the kind of band where you listen to literally six hours of their music. The kind of douchey. And uh, my wife's big into country, and she went and saw Garth when he played like those ten shows in a row in Chicago or whatever the hell he did. He said he was great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not big into country. But now the big controversy on this I'd song. I'd go see him. I'd now. go see Garth, and I'm not a country guy because right. he's a performer. I would go see him now. Yeah, and that's no bullshit. Like I thought it was, you know, I thought it was amazing that a guy, you know, Garth's got to be in his fifties by now, maybe even pushing sixty, and he was playing. He played ten shows in a row in like seven days in Chicago, and weekends he was doing double shows. It's a workhorse. So the big controversy over this song on the 
you know, rock media, is that this this girl that does the background vocals during the choruses, she's just some like intern slash PA that works at the studio that All That Remains records at and has a good voice and nobody can kind of like narrow down what her name is or what else she's sang on and like she's the mystery vocalist out there in the rock music industry right now because she has great I mean she's got great vocals so I'm, I'm a little disappointed that she hasn't like come forward the next day after ICP and they don't physically show her in any of the videos. I don't know if I can that do was it. part of the agreement. Might not be able to. You there are women it. in the video, but nobody ever show. There's not a, a, a visual or marked confirmation of who she is. So, do you listen to the band Skillet at all? A little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Is that chick actually part of the band? Yes. Okay. They have two girls in that band. I've never, never seen They're a 50 50 band. They are 50% Christian rock, 50% yeah. heavy metal, or hard rock. If you didn't know they were Christian, though, you wouldn't. You, that's, the, that's the best thing about their shows is that you could just be a rock enthusiast and be at their shows and have a good time, but they also bring in the whole religious aspect of it, too. Like, there's a good section of the people that are there that the only reason they go is because they're a religious band and they play rock music and that is the only band that they can grasp onto. I'm not I'm not picking on them by any means because they're a good band. But if you like that kind of music, I would check out uh, Apocalyptica. Very much like that band. I mean... There's no singing in those. Uh, no, that's they not true. All, they bring all... They bring in guest yeah. vocalists. Oh. Yeah, Corey Taylor did a song. Okay. Um, Shinedown's one of my favorite bands, and Shinedown did a song. Have you seen Shinedown before live? Oh, yeah. How many uh, times? I went to Wingding and Bandcamp so many times to when they played with Frankie Benjamin and Three Days Grace. Tell me this. Shit. Have you seen... You said you've seen Five Finger? No, I haven't seen Five Finger. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you, who talks more uncontrollably, the guy from Five Finger or the guy from... From Shine Down, he likes to babble a lot. Yes, yeah. The guy, Brent, I think, yeah. The lead singer from Five Finger babbles, babbles in between songs too, and you're just like, get out of the next song already. I but mean, I mean, I see. I like, have all uh, the respect in the world for him, but he just he milks it. He milks the crowd. Like, <laughs> there's a good sixty to ninety second gap in between every song. It's just like, if you're, if all you have to do Shut is tell us, no, literally, all you have to tell us is that, like. Um, my drummer is old, and he can't play back-to-back songs, so we have to bullshit and <laughs> pretend like, you know, we're doing this just for the crowd aspect of it. Just be honest. Be like, we're, we're just going to take a little break here because we're old motherfuckers, and, you know, we need it. Because that's what Corn does. Corn takes their little breaks in between songs, and Jonathan Davis sucks on that oxygen uh, yeah. in between every song yeah. now. Because he's almost 50 years old. Yeah, like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Shine Down, Break You Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Theory of a Dead Man, Seether, because they all used to, like, yep. tour together in yep. packs yep. back in the day. Bam, bam, bam. I've seen funny, all those bands multiple times. The funny thing is, my mom, like, digs Shine Down big time, and she goes, like, anytime they're within, like, 100 miles of here, she'll go to the show. Wow. That's awesome. That's she'll cool. go in the pit and everything. Like, she's <laughs> talked about how yeah, she Yeah, but had a Shine Down pit is different than most you know. pits. Yeah. But still. I would even say a non-point pit is bigger than a shinedown pit. I'm just telling you right now. Well, I mean, still, you know, my about 60 years old. I'm just giving yeah, Ryan so. a reference material because he's seen a non-point show. We took him to non-point, yeah. and he saw what the non-point pit looked like. 
in Rockford. And uh, the shine up hits nothing compared to that point bet. I mean, people are dancing, but nobody's nobody's moshing or pushing on each other. Never. I've never yeah. seen that at a shine Can you really bit. call it a pit, then? It's still a pit because it's a it's a closed-off area. Well, to be fair, at non-point, somebody was pushing on that bitch behind you guys. <laughs> or in front of you or whatever. Go to the front row if you want to do that. Isn't that cool? By the way, she's the listener. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> What's the price difference there on the ICP tickets, I wonder? 25 I mean, to 50. Yeah, I don't know what the difference I is. I thought there. it was a little place in Belvedere, and I figured It is. It's balcony. Day. Balcony is $50. That's yeah. what it says. So if you don't want to get wet, you pay 50 bucks. If you want to get wet, you pay 25 You just go expecting to get wet because you're going to get wet in the balcony. You want to know why? Because they kicked the Fago bottles up there. I know because <laughs> I've seen them before at the Eagle. It's on a Thursday night. That is my anniversary, that, by the way. Really? That, we'll fun. be at St. Columbus. That's fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll go to that because i got a half day the next day because I'll go up to New Glarus the next day. Yeah, there you I'll go. i my R&D bottles. Right, right now there's six of them. Yeah, I saw that. I, I just hate their hours are 10 to 4. You know? Yeah, that's pretty terrible. All right, let's well, rate this go. last beer. I'll tell you what. I'll... I'll tell my wife. I've always wanted to see them because I, I was big into Great Malenko. That was the first yeah. city I ever bought from them. The so. only good one they made. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I well, agree. yeah. That's their best one, definitely. <laughs> it's the best one. Riddlebox <laughs> is pretty good. That was, yeah, a, that was a good prequel. <laughs> well, they should have been dead by now, you know, according to their logic. We can't have we can't yeah. have discuss discussion without Dave here. It's not no, possible. Well, we really should have Chuck weigh in on all this. Oh, the, if you want the anti, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ICP. Yeah, I would kind of like some too, though, doesn't he? Here's the think tank for you. Here's the think tank before this happens. You, Dave, and Chuck on ICP. I'm talking about ICP. Wow, (laughs) highest hit episode ever, right there. (laughs) And how Christian they are. Yeah, you know what's really that is weird is that you would never know they were a Christian rap group that talk about killing motherfuckers <laughs> or the fuck song. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. Uh, they they took a whole bunch of shit and wrapped it up and made you think one thing and then they went a whole. I'm sorry, record. they didn't have the fuck song. No, uh, they did. No, Limp Bizkit had the fuck song. They had the bitch song. No, they had the fuck song. No, they said fuck eighty three times or whatever they said. Well, Limp Bizkit beat it because they had their fuck song. They said it one more time than ICP because they did it after ICP. Yes. Because I'm an idiot Limp Bizkit fan. So. Uh, I, I went to Limp... Actually, the best concert it's called I fuck went the world. to... Yeah. And was that one in Great Malenko? No, that was on the Jekyll Brothers. Okay. Amazing Jekyll Brothers. But say, I, I bought out all those stupid CDs back in the day. But. Limp Bizkit actually said, if I say fuck one more time, that's so many fucks in this fucked up rhyme. And that's what they did. They made sure there was one more than what ICP did. I saw Limp Bizkit once. They got booed off the stage and left him for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure there's more oh, at shit. this point. Is that what they kept playing everywhere? I went to uh, I went to Hawthorne, the horse track, and it was Metallica, Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, Deftones, and Mudvayne all on the same day. And that was, yeah, it was awesome. It was in the pit. One band know. that doesn't exist anymore, one that band that can't exist anymore... <laughs> well, and two bands that are still touring. Well, uh, and that's what I mean. The band that can't exist anymore, and then De- uh, Mudvayne is now uh, hell yeah. We found a song that says it 133 times. Well, we'll let it play in the background. <laughs> I'm gonna knock out all the the sponsors and whatnot. Let's rate this last beer real quick. Four point. 
fucking five. Four and a half. This is really good. This is the second best to the Sierra, I thought. I like the raspberry better, so I gotta knock it. It's a four and a half, but for the show, it's a four and a quarter, because I gotta make that raspberry better. I like the raspberry Vlad better. That's totally wrong. You're backwards. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can tell me what you want. Mm. But that's how it is. This will take me to McDonald's right now. Looks like I'm driving you home again. (laughs) God damn it. Alright, letting it play in the background. This has 133 fucks in it. This song is by the Flatbush Zombies, and the song's called Bliss. Flatbush? So I'm gonna be half drunk at home and be like, tell my wife, hey, I wanna go see ICP. You're just (laughs) drunk. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. And then tomorrow you'll be like, yeah, I really wanna go see ICP. So if my, wait, if my colonoscopy diet allows it, I will go with you. You're gonna be fine. Don't even worry about it. What day do you have that done? The day after ICP concert. Oh, you'll be fine. (laughs) The problem like, is, like literally, you're gonna go into that colonoscopy smelling like Fago. <laughs> you're literally, you're literally fine like six hours after it's done. Well, the, yeah. the problem is, I gotta eat after I get wasted, and I can't have any solid food. For That's why it's so many. Well, it looks like me and me and Tubby are gonna go then. You get Dave oh. to go with you, I'm sure. You know, I don't think Dave knows, so I'm gonna ask him. I'd like to meet Dave. I find him interesting on your other podcast. Be, so. I really Honestly, wish it'll be fun with a little group of us. Tubby, I really wish, as much as I hated Dave Dangerous still Dave's, as much as I as Dangerous Dave was a liability, I didn't hate Dangerous Dave. <laughs> Dangerous he, Dave, he was a liability, right? Yeah, I didn't hate At him. At times, he, he was, was definitely a liability. Man, it was hard sometimes. Like there was a. You know how there's a thin line between love and hate? There was a thin line between Fun Dave and Dangerous Dave. And all it took was that one little switch or that one drink. And that was the trigger. As much as he's he's my boy and I love him. You're my boy, Blue. He'll always be my friend till the end. But I'm so glad that he's sober now because he just could not handle it. He's much easier to Not deal like with anybody now. else. I'll be he's, honest with you. He's still a wild cannon out there, like no filter person. Well, no filter, yes. He's always been uh, a no filter but, person. But he is. He he got to the point where he was intolerable. Intolerable. Like you would, did, you did yes. not want to be around him at a certain point. And he knows that about himself the, too. The 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 common story was that I got left. I got I got. Uh, I got uh, abandoned, basically. So How far away from your house? Not terribly far, but it was St. Patrick's Day night, and I was in oh, no... worst night to go out with Dave. And no case to... <laughs> that and his birthday. He told me it was his night to drive, and I, and I trusted <laughs> him. No, not on St. Patrick's Day. So there's, in, there's somebody else in this room that has abandoned me multiple times when going out. That same person drove through lots of McDonald's tractors. Okay. Not going to say anything. Well, else. check out what? the Beer with Friends podcast on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram, Beer with Friends podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, BWF podcast. Call us. Uh, we didn't have any voicemails this week, did we? Uh, no, sir. And Manny did not call in like sorry, you predicted. I didn't, yeah. I'm sorry, I should have messaged Manny. That's okay. That's okay. So we call we us. We heard Manny. 321-413-5300. That's 321-413-5300. Tell us what you like about the show. If you have any questions, seriously, any questions about Screw City Beer Fest, uh, we will have Aaron soon on the I show. And uh, please ask any questions at all. We will have spoilers 
as far as what beers will be brought by what breweries before what? they're posted on the website. Ooh. What about Top and Goliath? What are they bringing? I'm not telling. You'll have to listen to next week's episode. No, Hopefully he drops a bomb. With as the, soon as the Eric says cheers, I'm going to tell everybody what Super they're bringing. <coughs> so, check that out. Also, you can check out our sponsors, the people that help pay for the podcast. Uh, PhoenixBeardOils.com, the official beard oil of the Beard Friends podcast. Give me a second. Oh, I was on the wrong one. Sorry. Go to TheAreaMan.com. <laughs> Don't forget El Chapo. <laughs> the official beard oil. I like your beard. Yeah, it smells like hops and leaves your beard silky, shiny, and smooth. And if you use the promo code D2R, that's the letters D, the number 2, and the letter R. You will get 10% off and a free sample. Uh, something I used just within the last two weeks. Uh, you can go to theareaman.com, click on the sponsor tab, and go to the Amazon banner. Uh, you use Amazon all the time. Why not help our podcast out while you're doing that? I made a purchase on Amazon. Use this exact process and put a small portion of my purchase back to not only the D2R podcast, but the Beer with Friends podcast. So please do that. The Areaman.com sponsor tab, Amazon banner. Save it, and every time you purchase on Amazon, a small portion of your purchase will go back to our show and the network in general. Mm-hmm. So thank tell you for listening. Yeah, tell everyone to do it. Save it on your on your on your computer so that everybody that in your house uses it Bookmark will go that way. Shit. So, Tubby, thank you for the amazing beers as always. Thank you. Thank you, got, you for you being around there right afterwards. I assume. Thank you for being the super fan and uh, being open to coming on the show as often as you do because I think you're going to be a once a month fixture as long as you want to be. Well, I, I love coming here. You know what? It's uh, you guys are great. You're great to me. I'm happy to share beers with you. I got way too many beers in my damn cellar. So. You're family now. Hell You're yeah. not just a super fan. You're family now. Oh, well, thank you. That's you so. may have more appearances than Corey at this point. Yeah. The uh, the official uh, home brewer of the show, thank you, Dustin, for coming. Hey, hey, Ryan, hey. thanks for having us all in your house <laughs> and in your studio. And... Uh, Doing everything you do with the buttons. Damn stuff. Oh, yeah. As always. And uh, we got to get out of here because I got to go. So thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. And as always. Eat a dick. No. (laughs) From the Beer Threads podcast, drink well and drink craft. Cheers. And Toppling Goliath is bringing...
been listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.